Hi friends, and welcome to the She Lives Purposefully podcast, a place for you to be encouraged and equipped in your walk with Christ. I'm your host, Megan. Hello and welcome or welcome back to the She Lives Purposely podcast. I am so thankful that you are here. Today's episode is the last episode that we are going to be having for a few weeks. Um, I have shared about it, kind of talked a little bit about it here and there, um, but I am taking a semi-sabbatical for I think the first time ever. It's just going to be an intentional time of rest and recharge and time with Jesus and really focusing on the heart of She Lives Purposefully too. There will be bonus content for the bonus content subscribers. Every single weekly Friday bonus episode is going to be still available through this sabbatical. So if you are somebody who's like, I need my She Lives Purposely podcast fix. I want my She Lives Purposely podcast fix. I encourage you to definitely become a bonus content monthly subscriber. So you'll get those weekly episodes. Um, yeah, become a subscriber today as a subscriber for five. Five ninety nine a month. You of course get those weekly episodes. You also get all access to past, present, and future digital Bible studies for free included in that. And two, you will get access to exclusive Bible reading plans. Um, and you know, right now we're going through the gospels together and you'll get a 20% off shop code as well. And as part of that, part of that, you will be supporting She Lives Purposefully and the content created here, the podcast created here, all that good stuff. So you can sign up at shelivespurposefully.com backslash sign up and find that link in the show notes. And right now too, you can get a two week free trial to try it out. But all that to say, this is going to be our last episode for a couple of weeks on the podcast. I will miss you guys. Um, but yeah, this is just a much needed time of refreshing and today's episode is going to be really sweet it actually is going to be pulled from well first i'll tell you what it is if you didn't already know from the title of this episode it is going to be my testimony which has never been shared in full on the she lives purposefully podcast before so i'm really you know excited and honored to get vulnerable with you guys it's going to cover really hard things that totally shook my faith. I get kind of emotional um, in this episode and tube it's going to cover a series of doubts where I'm at now, all of that, all the good stuff and just really God's faithfulness through it all and really what he's done in my life. But this episode is actually something that I recorded for She Lives Purposefully monthly bonus subscribers and now I'm making this episode public. So if you are a subscriber in the bonus, you know, monthly content, you already have heard this episode. You have at least had access to this episode. It came out last month for subscribers, but now I'm having it here publicly and I'm excited to share it with you guys. Um, so I just want to say thank you so much for listening, for being a listener of the podcast, for leaving reviews, for sharing, you know, it is kind of a intimidating to take a little bit of a rest because, and I've mentioned this before, but she was purposely is a huge part of how I spend almost all of my time 
And two, with all of that, it is part of how I help support my family financially too. So, you know, taking a pause from the podcast, from having listeners, ads, all that kind of stuff is a little bit intimidating for sure, but I'm trusting that this is what the Lord has for me in this season and that he is going to totally provide. So I am ready for it. I'm thankful for it. It's a little intimidating, but it's good. But I would be so, so thankful if you would leave reviews, if you would share the podcast, if you would binge past episodes, all of the things and of course I mean become a bonus content subscriber help support Jesus purposely but yeah all those things too um just to help the podcast reach new women but we'll be back in a couple weeks I'm acting like I'm ending the podcast forever super dramatic um but no it is kind of like yeah my first time really taking time off in this way so anyway all that to say without further ado let's hop into this episode my testimony for you guys. And after this too, we will have our segment of Dear Meg. From the get-go, like I was somebody who grew up in church. Both of my parents were in ministry. Growing up, I got saved. I asked Jesus into my heart at the age of six. I think it was in December of 2002. Um, so if you do the math, you can know how old I am. But um, I accepted Jesus into my heart and I remember doing that and I remember really like understanding it and it was very genuine like asking Jesus in my heart so that's when I became a Christian that's when I got saved and I like I said grew up in the church my parents were in ministry I was raised serving in ministry basically I remember I think like um, my parents would help in the three-year-olds in our church and by the time I turned four I was helping the three-year-olds too with them and I was helping in vacation bible schools sunday schools doing worship um all of it all throughout like growing up junior high high school even you know to like recently just really being pretty heavy in ministry and I think a lot of people sometimes can kind of almost be especially I think if you've walked away from the lord but like really bitter about the way that they grew up, maybe just feeling like there was so much pressure, all of this stuff. And, you know, there is so much to say about growing up as a church kid. And even, you know, my dad eventually became a pastor as a pastor's kid, um, a kid of somebody whose parents are in ministry and are really involved in the church. There is a lot of pressure and you do have to, you know, even things that I'm working through of just like performance and just really feeling these things, even if you weren't taught it, just like you know, there's a lot, there's a lot in there, but all that to say is I am like, there's, there's, I keep saying no words in this podcast, but there are no words for how thankful I am that I grew up in the church, in that environment where my walk with the Lord was super encouraged, where I got to know him at a really young age. I got to know what it looked like to serve him at a really young age and really be really involved in church at a really young age. And two, which we'll dive into, um, have a really great support system and have people who are able to draw you back to the Lord when like stuff hits the fan and you know, things are really tough. Um, and you go through trials and tribulations or different things, or, you know, even struggling, like we'll talk about for me, like with doubts, um, and being in an environment where I felt like I was safe to vocalize those things to a certain point to people that I trusted, which I think is so important and was really encouraged in those areas. So I am so, so thankful for the way that I grew up. Um, I know not everybody says the same, especially like other church kids, but I really am. 
I'm so thankful and I'm thankful that the Lord got hold of me so, 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 so young. Um, so that's kind of like how I early grew up and just when I got saved and all of that. And then in junior high, um, I know it feels like my testimony starts really early, but I feel like they were such crucial points in my life. Um, in junior high, I really started having doubts about my faith. And this season of doubting really lasted all throughout junior high, all throughout high school and into my first semester of Bible college. I doubted everything that you could doubt. If I was believing everything correctly, I doubted if there was, you know, something that I was missing, something I didn't fully grasp. What if I'm missing something and I'm not saved? Kind of those struggles. Um, to even further, like, are other religions true? How do I know that this is the only way? How does this align with science and creation versus evolution? All of that stuff. How do I know that the Bible is true? Is it really God's word? Like, are there inconsistencies? Are there contradictions? And diving into like how the Bible was put together, all of the things, like everything that people talk about doubt wise, I went through all of them. I was such a doubter. We talk about doubting Thomas in the Bible. Like I resonated so much with that. I felt like for basically six, six years, I feel like I really went through this season. Um, and again, this is where I want to bring up. I'm so thankful to have grown up in an environment where my relationship with God was encouraged. Um, and I'm so thankful too, to grow up in a home where I felt free to bring up the doubts. And I did bring up those doubts and I was given so many resources and given the freedom to speak through those things, having my parents pray over me in those things, but not feeling like I couldn't vocalize those things. Like there was no shame in having doubts. I think what was really helpful too, specifically my dad also grew up as a church kid, as a missionary kid, pastor's kid. And so he was really able to relate to having to work through your faith on your own, you know, um, and because you don't come to Christ later in life, because you come to Christ earlier in life, really kind of seeping through everything that sometimes somebody who comes to Christ later in life has already gone through. Like they didn't believe in God or Jesus or Christianity earlier. And then they came to this and they saw this huge life change. But when you come to Christ at six years old, you don't see a huge life change. You know, it's not like you're deep in some intense sin, like probably at that age, like, um, or at least, you know, I wasn't. And so you don't see this huge transformation necessarily. It's just this consistent walking with God, which led to having to work through my faith really personally, which I really think is so important. So as much as I'm not glad that I spent so much time in that doubting season, I am very thankful for it. Um, and I am thankful to, have had the support that I did, but I'm thankful too, because I think also like going into college later on, a lot of my friends were really brought to face with a lot of the doubts that I had gone through and a lot of new ideas and things that they learn in college and, um, you know, different arguments about the Bible or Christianity or morals or things that they were brought up to believe was wrong and they don't know if it is anymore and all of that stuff and that stuff that I had already really worked through so it was really cool to have been able to make my faith my own and I can firmly say like yes I'm so thankful that the Lord had me at a young age but no it wasn't like I was brainwashed or you know just brought up to believe something because my parents did like it's something that I fought for on my own and something that I really worked through and really held with an open hand of like, God, show me, especially at a certain point in my life. I was like, show me because I, I really don't know if this is true. And if it's not true, why should I follow it kind of mentality? So 
I am thankful for that. And I'm thankful to have been able to talk to friends later on in life too, who are going through similar doubts and give them resources that I was given and just be a space where they felt free to vocalize those doubts too, and not feel shame and to know that the Lord already knows what they're saying and thinking. So if you are somebody who has been in doubts or does have doubts, know that the Lord already knows know that he wants to speak to you, you know, and he's not like mad or anything. He wants to come alongside of you and help you in those things. Um, so all of that to say, I am thankful for that environment. And as hard as it was, I am thankful for this season of my life where I was doubting. So like I said, for years, I was reading books, articles, listening to sermons, having conversations with my dad, who was a pastor by that point. I prayed and I sought God. Um, and two, I have a whole episode on how I dealt with my doubts. So if that's something that resonates with you, go and check it out. I think it's episode 60. So go back, listen to that episode. It's something I'm really, really, really passionate about. So if, again, if that's something that resonates with you, go and check that out. Um... And two, I, I feel like it's really important to note that despite having all of my question answered, questions answered from these books, from these sermons, from articles, from really researching, I still struggled with what if. What if there's a question out there that isn't answered or even though it was answered, just what if like I, it felt like I couldn't break this heart of being a doubter, even though every doubt was answered, every question was answered, I still was struggling with just like uncertainty in general. So that leads to, I went to Bible college for my first semester of college. And I remember really feeling like I needed that. That was a decision that I felt like, you know, um, I mean, transparently, I remember thinking if I don't go to Bible college with where I'm at in just this doubting season, really seeking the Lord, but just like, I, I felt like I didn't know how well I would do spiritually if I just jumped into, um, college. So I decided to go to Bible college, um, and still was struggling with these doubts that I was going through. And I remember reading the story in scripture where Jesus walks on water and Peter walks on water. Um, and so the verse basically, or the, the portion goes where, Jesus is walking on water and Peter, you know, comes out to walk with him and he's walking on water and that's incredible. And he's looking at Jesus and then he starts to look at the storm around him and he becomes afraid. And so he starts to sink and he starts to drown. And the verse says that Peter cried out to Jesus, Lord, save me. And it says that Jesus immediately took hold of him. Um, and I remember reading that and just being so frustrated because I kind of resonated with Peter drowning and feeling like, Lord, save me. And I had been in this position for like six years now at this point. And I remember reading that and just thinking, Lord, you have not immediately reached out your hand to save me. It has been six years of struggling with doubts and questions and uncertainty, and you have not helped me. You haven't immediately reached out your hand to save me. And I remember closing my Bible and just being frustrated about that. And then we had chapel that night and we sang a song for what was the first time that I had heard the song. And I forget the title of the song, but it's the one that goes like, I am set free. I think that's actually the title of the song. I am set free. And the line goes, you are the hand that reaches out to save. I am set free. And I remember 
seeing those lyrics on the wall and listening to those lyrics and just really having this like miraculous moment with God, which sounds weird, but I just really felt like the Lord was speaking, you know, connecting my devos that morning where I had read that he is, he reached his out, reached out his hand to save to this lyric here. Like you are the hand that reaches out to save. Like you do do that. And then the next line was, I am set free. And it felt like the Lord was just reminding me, like, I did set you free from this. I came and I lived and I died and I rose again. And I broke the chains of sin and doubt of everything, everything that you're going through. I broke those chains already. And you can walk in that freedom. And I just remember like really feeling like the Lord was speaking that to me, not audibly, not verbally, but it just was something that I I really just felt in my heart. And from that point on, I never struggled with doubts again. Um, It was like I knew that my questions were answered. And here I was having this experience with God on top of years, years, years of research of truth uncovered. And here was God telling me that I was already free if I wanted to be free. And knowing that freedom existed was what actually released me from my doubts. Knowing that God had already set me free, released me from feeling like I needed to doubt. That was huge. That feeling of needing to doubt and being free from that um, really freed me from actually those doubts and from that struggle which was huge for me. And so that was a really big season of my life, a really big moment of my life where I feel like the Lord took that away, that struggle away, um, which was, which was miraculous and incredible. And then, you know, the Lord ended one struggle and then he opened up a new one. Three days later, after that, um, song was saying and you know that day with the devotions I got like the worst news of of my life I found out that my um uh that my grandmom my mom's mom had been murdered um in in Argentina they live in South America um and so I found that out three days later and it totally shook me it was like earth shattering for me. I think that was the first time in my life that something really tragic had happened. Like there had definitely been deaths in the family of people that I loved, but this was the first like injustice that took place in our family or really something shocking, you know, and untimely, I guess, death, um, and tragic too. And, So I found that out three days later. I feel like sometimes I can talk about it and I'm just not emotional and it's, you know, and sometimes, sometimes it really hits and right now it feels like it's really hitting, but, um, gonna, I'm gonna keep talking about it. The Lord is so faithful. Um, so we found out that she was murdered and I, I tried to really handle it well. I tried to handle it like I thought a Christian should handle it. And so I just was like, you know, the Lord knows I'm going to put this in his hands while I was in Bible college and it was hard to because I was alone um, in Bible college. Like I had friends there, you know, um, and thankfully I had a friend from home there as well, which was really great. But still not being with your family at some at a time like that is just really, 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 really hard and isolating. Um, and so that was really hard to go through alone, number one, it felt like. Two, I felt like I was trying to handle it like a good Christian would, like I said, and um, whatever that is supposed to mean, I think it means that you're not too bitter, not too sad, that you're, you know, like, 
um, surrendering this to the Lord and, you know, like just, um, I don't know, not angry. And God was really gracious, honestly, to meet me in so many ways, ways that like, you know, sobbing in Bible classes, like, because he was just speaking to me through his word of like these encouragements, but still I was really bitter and I was really angry and it began to build because I think before this point, like I said, nothing really tragic had happened in my life. And so I think subconsciously I felt like the Lord was good because he was good to me. Because things in my life were good, God was good. And that is just such a false idea of life and perspective. And I would have never said that that was true. I don't think that's something I thought that I believed, you know. But I think subconsciously it was definitely something that I I believed. Um, And so it really shook me because then I really started to struggle with like, all right, how is God good? Is God good? You know, he's all knowing and he's supposed to be all loving, but is he actually good? Um, And I had a lot of those questions and I struggled with that for months to the point where I was like screaming, crying up into the sky. I remember being home alone at some points, just people working and I was doing school. So it was really flexible schedule and just being home alone and screaming to the sky, just so mad at the Lord that he would allow something like this to happen. And I think mad too, because I felt like my world was shaken. Like I didn't know who God was almost. I think it felt like, um, and so I remember, so that happened in September of 2014 and in March of 2015 my church had a um a bible retreat or not a bible retreat but just like a retreat and it's called weekend in the word and I love like these retreats are just always amazing with my church and it was a young adults group um And I remember beforehand, I remember two of my closest friends at the time were like, just really speaking over me. They were like, we have been praying for you. We know that the Lord is going to work in you, that he is going to meet you at this retreat. And I just remember thinking, and I don't think I ever said it, but I remember thinking like, okay, like that's cute. You know what I mean? But like, I've been praying for a really long time and he hasn't met me. He hasn't like healed me. He hasn't answered all of my questions, the how, the why, the everything, the what's the purpose in all of this, you know? And so I remember kind of like internally rolling my eyes at that, but I remember vividly them saying that they knew and they were praying for me and they knew that. Um, So we go to this retreat and the pastor, I feel like I'm getting just emotional all over again. The pastor opens up the passage um, to 2 Corinthians 1. And 2 Corinthians 1 is about suffering. And it says that God is the God of all comfort who comforts us in our affliction so that Um, so that we can comfort others with the comfort that he has given us. That's not um, verbatim, but that's basically a summary of some of the verses there. And it goes on to talk about, too, how the writer had been so burdened um, that it felt like, you know, he was burdened beyond life itself, that, like, he had received the sentence of death, it says. And I just remember reading that. And it really, truly felt like the words were lifting off of the page. Like it, it was, it was a supernatural experience, like the words. And I don't say that lightly because I think I'm so wary of people over spiritualizing things and putting God's names on things, God's name on things that aren't actually from him, you know, and just saying, declaring things that, you know, all of that, that actually don't come true. And, and that's not of the Lord, but 
So I'm wary of saying that. So I'm saying this with all like truth of this is really what happened. Like the words felt like they were lifting off of the page. This passage where it's like the God is the God of all comfort. Who comforts us so that we can comfort others with that same comfort. And I feel like for the first time, I really felt like the Lord saw that I was in pain. The Lord recognized my pain. The Lord promised to be a comforter. And the Lord gave purpose to that comfort and that pain so that I could comfort others who are going through life things too, that I can bring the comfort that God gives me to other people. It kind of gave purpose to the pain, which is really the heart of She Lives Purposefully. Um, and so God gave purpose to that pain. And I just remember like feeling so shook and just feeling like the Lord instantly washed away all of the anger and the bitterness and the questions and the like over aching sadness that I felt not that I obviously like today like haven't been sad about it but it wasn't just like pure yeah like just being unable to handle the situation almost and all of that anger all of that bitterness literally just escaped my body in that moment and then we got up for worship and the first song that the pastor sang was I am set free which is the line, you are the hand that reaches out to save. I am set free. And it really felt like, again, the Lord was reminding me that he was with me before this happened. He was with me now, that he is the hand that reaches out to save. Like he saved me then. He's going to save me from this now and that I can be set free from anger and pain. And that's the power of God, that he is the God of all comfort. Um, and that moment, that experience with the Lord, him meeting me completely revamped my relationship with the Lord. Um, from that point, I was on college campuses back at home, sharing about Jesus, living for Jesus, praying for people, spreading the word that God heals hearts and he brings purpose. And I felt determined to live that out. I was seeking him and seeking to please him in all areas, all things. I wanted to tell the world, like I just was on fire and truly like from that point on to this day, I feel like my relationship with the Lord was different than it ever was before that. Um, and it is too what started She Lives Purposefully, just kind of this idea of like, there is purpose in pain. That means there's purpose in every day, in every season, in every person, in everything. And we are called to live that purpose out. Um, and so that's where She Lives Purposefully came from too. Praise the Lord. The Lord is so faithful to do amazing things with the worst things. Not that he's ever, you know, happy about those worst things, but he does redeem and restore and bring new life to things and praise the lord my grandma is in heaven with him she is pain-free today which is so incredible um and so that's really like the biggest chunk of my testimony today i am working through surrender um that's something that has stuck with me through hard life experience is realizing my need to trust god despite what happens i think especially after um, my grandmom's death, I really struggled a lot with fear and just wanting to control life um, and just making sure nothing bad happens ever, which, you know, is impossible. And so that's something that I'm really working through today is surrender. Um, and yeah, and so that is my testimony. I was saved young, raised Christian. I struggled a ton with doubts and went through some things that really shook me, but they brought me closer to the Lord who I have a relationship with 
today and I seek daily and he is so faithful friend to bring beauty from ashes and he is so faithful to work in us and that I think is why sharing our testimony and like even re-talking about our testimony to ourselves is so incredible to remember the things that the Lord has done in our lives is so incredible to have those stones of remembrance and be able to say like remember what the Lord did he's going to do it again he can do it again you know, like he is so, so, so faithful and he is going to complete the good work that he started. And so all that to say, that is my testimony. I hope and pray that in some way you were encouraged by it today. All right, friends, I hope that was an encouragement for you that you felt encouraged by my testimony in some way. And now it is time for Dear Meg. So today's question is how to find my purpose backslash serving in my church. So how do I find my purpose? How do I serve in my church? And I would really recommend, I feel like first and foremost, if you're not already, like really get plugged into community, into smaller groups. And we talked about that as a Dear Meg question a couple of weeks ago, or maybe it was earlier this week or last week. I'm blanking, but we talked about that this month as well. Um, but I, I think that serving in your church is such a fantastic thing. You know, as we talked about in this episode, I feel like serving in the church was so core to basically my whole life. <laughs> um, it's such a, it's such a really cool thing to really also kind of figure out the gifts that the Lord has given you to serve his people, um, and, and see how the Lord is working in your life and to be able to encourage other people to serve other people in the body of Christ is so cool. So I would say like, if you don't know where to even start, try out different things. Maybe it's children's ministry. Maybe it's the worship team. Maybe it's just helping with like, you know, even something like stacking chairs or helping with food at a Bible study group or, you know, all those kind of things. Maybe you're helping in the food pantry. Um, maybe you're helping with security, you know, whatever it is, or you're an usher, different things like that. There are so many ways that you can help in a church. I would recommend maybe going to the church office and asking, or maybe a pastor that you are connected to a direct pastor. If your church has multiple pastors and asking different ways that are available to serve different ways that are needed right now, and then start plugging in and see what you feel like honestly feels kind of natural to you where you feel like the Lord has gifted you what you're really liking. Some of those things we're not always going to love, you know, like it is, it is serving, but I think it's really cool because I do think the Lord has given us gifts, spiritual gifts and ways to ways that he has specifically created us to serve the body of Christ. And so I think in trying those things out, you really begin to see to see where those gifts lie. Maybe it's leading a Bible study, different things like that. So you really get to see what the Lord has for you. So I would encourage you honestly to just jump right into serving, jump right into community, be really intentional about that. It can be intimidating. We can feel inadequate, you know, and, and maybe shy or whatever it is, but jump into community, jump into all the different small groups and events that a church has, and then to go to a church office or a pastor and just ask how you can get involved 
in serving the church, um, you know, and, and see what they say and then kind of plug into things and, and feel, feel it out, see where you feel like the Lord is calling you. But I think a big part of that is just taking the step to actually jump in, um, and be obviously in prayer about it beforehand. But sometimes we need to take that first step as we're in prayer and the Lord is going to open and shut doors and show us the gifts that he's given us or the gifts that he has not given us. So I would encourage you really just jump in and go to those resources to find out what is available to you. So I hope that that is helpful. All right, friend, that is today's episode. Again, I am so thankful for you. If you like this episode, if you like the She Lives Purposely podcast, be sure to leave a review and to share this episode with your friends on social media or in your favorite group chat. And I will see you in a couple of weeks. Be sure to binge past episodes, catch up on all the things and to, to subscribe for the monthly bonus content where you will get weekly bonus episodes, Bible studies, Bible reading plans, and 20% off shop code. Friend, I hope and pray that you are encouraged in this place. I am so thankful for you and so ready already to be back with you on the podcast. Love you, friend. Have a fantastic day.